0: Madrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on it. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad, we attempted to go video today. It just wasn't in the cart, so we are audio only, just like the old days. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I want that there's lots of really good stuff to talk about when it comes to the Giants. But we're going to start a little sad and in a sad spot because we all got a message today. If you follow all the Giants social media accounts, Dwayne Kuyper wrote a statement and said, I wanted to let you know that I may be missing a few more Giants broadcasts than usual, and I wanted to share what's going on with me. After some tests and visits with doctors, I was diagnosed with a medical condition that requires me to immediately begin chemotherapy treatment. I feel very fortunate that I have an incredibly talented team of doctors and healthcare specialists who will be assisting me throughout my treatment plan. Uh, and of course, the support and love of my entire family, along with our incredible fans, everyone at the Giants, NBC Sports, Bay Area, and KBR is overwhelming and deeply appreciated. I still plan on broadcasting this season, though I may take a few more games off. If i'm not feeling well and i want to thank my broadcast partners for their unconditional support and willingness to step in and cover for me thank you for your prayers and for giving me the space and privacy to focus on my health at this time while this was not the adventure i anticipated i'm staying positive for a quick and full recovery so i had not heard anything about this when i woke up this morning and i saw some folks tweeting about it and immediately You know, our mind goes to the worst because that's just sort of natural. You know, how when we see some negative news, I I don't know what this means. It looks like Dwayne's got a bit of a fight ahead of him, but it also sounds like he anticipates uh, being able to continue to do his job through most of this. So I guess that's a a pretty good sign as far as what his illness is, which he didn't actually say what it was.
1: Yeah, it's anytime. You see anything that says you know, start chemo immediately? Yeah, your mind does go to the worst. Um, it's it's scary. It's very frightening uh, when you get up there in age. I mean, that's you know one of the things that kind of comes after most people is cancer, unfortunately, and that's just you know comes with age with almost anybody. Um, you know, but but again, he's in a top notch area for medical, uh, San Francisco area, uh, the whole Bay Area, just fantastic for medical. So hopefully, whatever it is, I'm I'm, I'm sure it, it was hopefully caught early. Uh, if the fact that you know we're going to chemo right away, they're kind of on top of it. So you know, big big uh, you know positive thoughts his way, and uh, we're gonna miss him on the broadcast, but we know he's he's doing what he's got to do right now, which is uh, extremely important.
0: And his his partner, uh, Mike Kruko, as we know, he was dealing, he's been dealing with his own ailment. It's more of a physical ailment over these last few years. And in reading about it, uh, Kype has been like, you know, his number one person for helping him get up and down stairs and such. And so I imagine. That Mike is going to be that emotional rock for Dwayne as he goes through this. In addition to others like you know, we we enjoy Cole Kuyper on Twitter and interacting with him and seeing his tweets. And you know, I immediately thought about Cole as well because you know Dwayne uh, has talked about his kids, Cole, and I, I believe he has a daughter as well. So you know, I I personally just want to think very positive thoughts. I want to throw out the good energy. Dwayne's energy seems good. He seems very optimistic. So I want to be as positive as possible and say that, you know, Dwayne, we're just, you know, we're just thinking about Dwayne and we want him to be as healthy as possible as soon as he can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. We <laughs> obviously as Giants fans, we cherish our team. Uh, we cherish the history of our team. Uh, and and we um, uh, I mean, for you and I, we really cherish our broadcasters. I mean, oh, yeah. That's kind of, you know, our big thing. That's why we got into this business. That's why we are doing what we're doing right now. Uh, we owe a lot to those guys just growing up. Um, but, you know, you talk about history and you talk about broadcasters and with Dwayne Kuyper, you've got and Mike Kruko you've got two guys who have been in the Giants organization for a very very long time uh, doing many different things and uh, that that's why we love them so much so so they're like family to us it's not to me it's the soundtrack of my summer to have the the ball game on and uh, Kruko and Kuiper in the background uh, and then pop you know Fleming pops on or John Miller pops on and that's just kind of the soundtrack of the summer that's what our our house sounds like was funny I think it was spring training um, this season and, and it was in the middle of March and I had I think it was the first Giants uh, television game that was broadcast and, and Kruk and Kuyp were on and uh, one of the kids goes man it feels like summer and I said yeah it's because <laughs> the Giants game is on and they go that's it it's yeah. Kruko and Kyper. It, it feels like summer right now
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's so awesome uh, so you know, I I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to uh, do a little bit of a toast. Like you know, we like to talk oh, about you know what what we are uh, what we are imbibing while we're doing this show. And I wish it was on video because you know we could <laughs> we could actually physically, almost physically toast you know to each other. But uh, I think it should be. It, it, we should just talk about quickly what we're drinking. And and, and again, you know, this is uh, for for Dwayne. You know, just. Again, just want the most optimistic and positive energy going his way. But last week, I told you that I saw this recipe because I was so jealous of your uh, tequila and uh, and grapefruit soda, and so I I found this recipe for Coke uh, diet or Coke Zero or whatever I used, and it was really tasty. And I was like, "Wow!" I wonder if it works with my other favorite soda, which is a Diet Dr Pepper. Oh, and so I bought some Dr. Pepper. I, I made it the exact same way. You know what? Actually, I didn't. I, I forgot the uh, the lemon juice. That that may be the Uh-oh. thing <laughs> because I'm like, oh, this doesn't taste quite as good as as it did with a Coke. But you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe it's because I didn't put the the lemon juice you in. Got to cut it with citrus. Yeah, that's the thing. You even mentioned that. Oh, that was that was really dumb. But what <laughs> I, what I'll do is, but it's still good. Know, it it no well it's it's not as good as the coke but i think it's because like you said the the citrus isn't there now diet dr pepper you know whatever dr pepper's like has like some cherry flavors and some other things in there so it's still okay it still has a little bit of a of a, of a bite to it but uh yeah i'll have to i'll have to circle back next week when we do this show and say if it was better with the, with the lime juice but um i also want you to try the dr zevia
1: Tell me what you think. Because I really enjoy the Dr. Zevia. It's, you know, chocked full of caffeine, but it's, you know, there's no sugar. It's kind of like the diet version of Dr. Pepper, but it's, you know, it's all natural stuff and and no food coloring or anything. So it's just, it's always funny with the Zevia sodas. They don't use food coloring anymore. Um, So when you are, where are Caramel coloring. Mm -hmm. So when you pour a Dr. Zevia or you pour a Cola it's clear. It's always clear. All of the right. drinks are clear, um, which is what I like about them because I, I kind of feel like I'm being healthy that way. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm in. You know, we we have a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods that are around uh, the the area, so you know we'll we'll be able to find the Dr. Zevia for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what are you drinking?
1: Well, and I know Kruk and
0: Kipe both like wine
1: Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they they talk about that on occasion. So I went with a barley wine. Um, I think I've had this on the show before. This is the 2021 version of the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot. Uh, it's a barley wine style ale. Barley wines are very, very malty to the point where it's, you know, when you're drinking it, you feel like you can get out kind of a fork and a knife and like cut through the malt. Um, very, very uh, hop intensi- intensive as well. Uh, so, so, it's basically, it's a very, very large over hoppy over malty ale uh if anybody out there's ever had uh arrogant bastard from um uh, stone brewing company it's kind of similar uh if you've had bigfoot you know exactly what i'm talking about these i also like to age uh so i've got i think i've got four 2021s left so what I will probably do with those is I'll have one next year. Then I'll have one two years from now, three years from now, four years from now. And that's how I usually finish off a six pack. So next year I'll buy another six pack and kind of ration them out that way as well. Because uh, they do age really, really well. Uh, the older they get, the plummier they get. They, they taste more like candy dates. They get oh, wow. a really nice, rounded, sweet flavor to them. Uh, so that's what I like to do. So this one is new. Uh, it was just put out in February is usually when Bigfoot comes out. And so it is, uh, it is malty, it is chewy, it is very, very hop intensive. So, uh, but I do like it. I I like the, I like all versions of Bigfoot, uh, fresh and aged years. And, uh, so this is in honor of, uh, of, of, uh, Dwayne Kuyper, a little bit of barley wine. It's my wine. That's what I'll say.
0: Yeah, everybody, raise your glass to Dwayne. And here we go. We, we're we're rooting for Dwayne that, that that he's going to be a okay. All right, so um, so let's talk about the week, which was a very solid week. Now we saw the Angels coming to town. We're like, okay, you know, they're not a very good team. They're they're missing some of their best players, including the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. And then the Giants just split, and I was kind of disappointed. I was like. Man, what's going on? And what that tells me is I'm back to being a very spoiled Giants fan because <laughs> like they can't win every single stinking game, right? Right. But they split with they split with the Angels and the Cubs come to town. And I thought the Cubs were I really did think the Cubs were going to give us some dogfights and I thought going into this thinking, you know what? The Cubs are a good team if we split with the cubs and we sweep the angels there's our 4 and 2 week but it didn't happen that way we split with the angels we take 3 out of 4 from the cubbies only only losing Sunday's game which was uh, Johnny Cueto's start and we end up the same 4 and 2 that that I had predicted so what did you what did you think about this last week i know that you know The the Cubs were another you know uh, we mentioned the Dodgers were the litmus test the Cubs are kind of another litmus test because you know they are a very solid baseball team they are still in first place they're tied in first in the NL Central with with the Brewers I think the Brewers are a little bit of a um a pretender a bit uh but the Cubs are real they've a they're plus 30 on the run differential the Giants are actually plus 70 so they're not quite Dodgers but they and the Padres are tied uh for the tops or the second in, in the National league with plus 70. so I don't know I just felt that the Cubs were were gonna come in and, and we're gonna test us and I didn't feel like they really tested us that much. I know they won that last game, but I felt like the Giants were pretty comfortable in those other three games. What, what did you think about this weekend?
1: Yeah, I same thing. Uh, and Twitter, uh, Twitter was scared. I could tell you that much uh, t- <laughs> Twitter going into the series was, was very frightened. Um, and I didn't, uh, that didn't rub off on me because I, I felt pretty confident with our pitching. Uh, and you know, when you're at home, the giants are playing really well at home. Uh, they have a great record at home this year. And so I, I kind of felt like going into it. I thought, well, you know, if we split, that's good. But I really felt like we could take three out of four. I put up a poll, mm-hmm. uh, on our Twitter page. Yep. Um, I don't have the results, but the the majority of people, I think we got 20, 20 something votes. Majority of people uh, thought we would get three out of four wins. And that's what we did. Nobody predicted. Nobody said a sweep. Um, We didn't have the Twitter polls. If you know, you only have an option for four things. So I could only put four wins, three wins, two wins two wins, one win. I didn't have a place for zero wins, which is good because I didn't want anybody to get that vibe (laughs) out there that we were going to get swept by the Cubs in our home ballpark. That wasn't going to happen in a four-game series. Um, You know, it ended up being the Patrick Wisdom show. Oh, Uh, God. You know, the (laughs) the guy crushed two home runs uh, yesterday on Sunday.
0: One of them Uh, dead center, too.
1: Yeah, one of them dead center. And and then he had another home run. What was that? Uh, Oh, looking back here. I think it was on... Saturday and that, that yeah so that Saturday he had that he had the home run that put him up two nothing also um, and then we came back and, and won that game four to three uh, that was the devastating game with the you know Crawford and Longoria running into each other Oof. late in the game yeah we'll ninth. talk about that in a bit yeah we have to hit on that but um, but yeah I you know going into the series I thought three out of four was very very doable and it was and then after winning three out of four I thought oh we're gonna sweep them you know, this is, uh, we got Cueto on the mound. He dealt his last time out against the Angels. Uh, he's dialed in, but Patrick Wisdom was just a little too much for him. The defense mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, uh, Dubon at shortstop. Uh, easy play, just get the throw up to Posey at home plate with the bases loaded and get the out. Uh, he just kind of threw goofy footed threw it. I mean, yeah. Posey should have made the play, but, but nonetheless, it, it was just not the greatest throw by Dubon. He had a couple of errors uh, the night before as well, uh, which almost let the Cubs back into it uh, and, and almost had them take the lead in the ninth inning. Uh, but it, you know, it was I, a fun my, da- my dad
0: was very angry the night mm. before at Dubon. He I was just like...
1: I could imagine. I saw a lot of people defending him on Twitter saying, oh, you know, he's making a lot of plays most people wouldn't make, but it's like... The routine ones you got to make. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. The routine ones you got to turn the double play at second base. That's just kind of how that uh, is supposed to happen.
0: And you know, and I didn't expect to do this uh, where we're going to like analyze Dubon, but I do wonder. You didn't do, expect to do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, it wasn't on my rundown here. <laughs> what I wonder about Dubon, though, is. You know, and this is what the Giants do, right? They have lots of guys who can play different positions. And in doing that, it's not like he gets a ton of reps at shortstop or second base. And that's the he he came up as an infielder and they moved him into the outfield to, I guess, you know, to, to accentuate his value to them. And he's been, you know, he's been good in the outfield. He's not, you know, we, we've we sort of made fun of his arm sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I, I commend him for being able to play three different positions. But it doesn't mean he plays three different positions very well. Right. He, I I think he would probably become... I don't know if he'll ever be a good shortstop. I think he could be a pretty good second baseman, but he's not playing there enough to where you know that he's like taking you know, so many ground balls every day to, to you know, to sharpen that iron there. I, my guess is because outfield is a little bit less of his main position, he probably overdoes it to, to make sure that he's, okay in the outfield and so sometimes i wonder you know when they move him around like that i kind of wonder if it's him just not being a good infielder or if it's just you know having to move from place to place and and maybe not getting enough reps at each position that that is the cause for some of this
1: you know that very well could be because when you are a um especially when you're an infielder, those reps, the ground ball after ground ball, after ground ball, seeing the ball off the bat on the left side of the infield versus seeing the ball off the bat on the right side of the infield, two totally different things. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys can can do that. They can go from second to short, short to second. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I don't remember any of those guys being gold glovers uh, to say like, well, this guy is a gold glove second baseman and he's a gold glove shortstop. That, yeah. In the history of baseball, there aren't many guys that you can say that about. Um, and it's usually because like Crawford. You get all of those reps at shortstop. You see the ball off the bat at shortstop. Every ball that comes off the bat is from the shortstop position. For Dubon, it's uh, center field, it's second base, it's shortstop. Um, your brain can get rewired sometimes. You play mm-hmm. center field, center field, center field, and now you're playing second base. Well, when was the last time you actually played in the outfield? It's been quite a while, I think, um, because the Giants have so many uh, guys like Duggar and, and Slater who are starting to kind of come into their own. So those are some true outfielders. You stick those guys in the outfield, especially for defensive purposes, but now they're hitting. So you've got a guy like Dubon where you, you, you would like to get his bat in the lineup because you saw in the ninth inning last night, he almost hit one out um, or should I say yesterday afternoon, but he almost hit one out. Chris Bryant who <laughs> speaking of not a true outfielder <laughs> is not a true outfielder, yes. but he made a fantastic play in left field on the ball. Uh, it wasn't going to go out. It was probably going to hit off the top of the wall. The Giants have a runner in scoring position at second or third, depending on how far that ball gets away. So you want his bat in the lineup, but it's like, you know, you've got him filling in for so many people right now because you also want Donnie Barrels bat in the lineup. Uh, but with Longoria out, you're going to see Flores at at third, Donnie Barrels is going to still be um, relieved by Dubon. Uh, Crawford is going to be relieved by Dubon. But now you also have, um, oh, uh, I forgot how to say the first name there. Uh, yeah, Estrada, right? Yeah. Terrio Estrada, who was tearing it up in AAA, and he's coming up now, too. So you've got all these guys that can kind of, like, get shoved around in different infield positions. So you're if you're scoring runs, you're going to hide that it, it's not going to be that big of a problem. But when the giants lack run scoring, that's when it's going to be an issue. But right now they're scoring runs. So it's not that big of a problem. You can kind of make up for that. Um, But again, that play yesterday was huge because that allowed the Cubs to take the lead that that ground ball to shortstop that uh, Dubon charged and threw off of the wrong foot and just basically threw it in the dirt. And Posey had to make a choice. Do I come all the way off home plate to grab this and come back or do I try to make a stretch for it? Um, So, yeah, it's it's going to be tough to watch, but he does make some great plays. So you kind of have to say, well, let's take the great plays and just really hope he makes those routine plays.
0: By the way, when, when I said yeah, as in this is how you pronounce his name, yeah, I really can, don't know, you can really, <laughs> but you know why, why not just you know just say yes so that you are confident <laughs> I, in hey, your pronunciation and you don't skip a beat there. I felt
1: good. Uh, I, I felt good when you said that. I was like, yeah, nailed it. It's probably Taro. Yeah, right, Taro Estrada. Not Terrio. The, the, we've only had one Terrio. <laughs> the Riot. Ryan. Riot. Ryan the Riot. <laughs> terrio.
0: The other thing is that, um, you know, I, I do some podcasts uh, about pro wrestling and there's a word in pro wrestling parlance and it's more a word for the people in the business themselves. The word is called kayfabe and what kayfabe means is like, you know, if normal casual people come around we gotta like pretend like it's real around them so that they don't know that you know and so it's called anytime someone says kayfabe it's like okay time to pretend (laughs) and so and so like you know when you were announcing like oh yeah you know we did this twitter poll and you know x number of people voted yeah i wanted to say you know if this was pro wrestling. It would have been 250 people voted in that poll. We got but a, I, we, got a kayfabe, we got kayfabe. We had a K yeah. kayfabe the Twitter poll, man. That's right.
1: I, I said 20, but it, I think it was closer to 250. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I I left a zero off. <laughs> yeah, <So that's>, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, you just misread it. I
1: did. Yeah. <laughs> I had my thumb over the zero. I think on my screen.
0: <laughs> All right, so I, I want I well, w we'll go through this quick because it's starting to become a little bit of a thing here with this player of the week. Yeah. Player of the week is becoming a, a, a huge popularity contest for, for this for this vote. <laughs>
1: Do Can we have you, to take it back? Do we no. have to take it back and just are are we giving too much to the fans to decide?
0: I I, I don't know. Maybe we disqualify this guy from future player the week. I don't know what we do because it's it, it's uh it's not like he's not producing because he's absolutely 100% producing, but
1: maybe I put maybe on the next Twitter poll I give you four choices and I put player 1, player 2, player 3. Space like nobody. I put I will actually put in there nobody, and then the fourth one I'll put this guy.
0: Yeah. And so see, see what happens. So so give us the details on our player of the week this week.
1: <clears throat> All right. So uh, it was actually you know uh, a little bit closer. I should say this was a little bit of a closer pull. We had th- three guys who really kind of stood out this week. Uh, so coming in last place. Connor Menez, who is slowly becoming a pretty big part of the Giants' bullpen, uh, he pitched in uh, three games this week. Uh, and when you and when you say you know it's well, three games, what's that? Well, it's a, it's a six game week, and yep. he he pitched in fifty percent of the games. That's that's not Tyler Rogers, but it's. 50% of the game. Speaking of, Tyler Rogers, I think only pitched in like two games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Connor Menez, three games, six innings. So, I mean, he, he did kind of pitch in a lot. In those six innings, he gave up one hit, walked nobody, struck out seven, and, and didn't uh, give up any earned runs. So, that was fantastic. And speaking of, when you're looking at this two-game series coming up against Texas here, uh, so I think who do we have? Do we have Wood going tomorrow night? I believe uh, Tuesday night, and then Wednesday is a to be determined. Well, that was the Scott Kazmir spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Webb is going to be ready by then, so don't be shocked if Connor Menez is your starter on Wednesday. I'm just throwing that out there right now because in Triple A, he has made three starts in Triple A, uh, not going more than two and a third innings in any of those three starts, but he. He has the chops to do it. Uh, he was the first reliever after Scott Kazmir's last start as well. Uh, so it's going to be a bullpen game probably. And you're going to see Connor Menez and just kind of go from there. But anyways, he came in third place with 14% of the vote. Uh, stellar week. I thought he had a really good week. I try to throw in some relievers now and then because... Um, our bullpen gets uh, shat on quite often <laughs> and so when a guy in our bullpen does really really well I like to throw him out there and see what people think uh, coming in second place Grandpa Alex Dickerson uh, 35.7% of the vote uh, 3.313 uh, average this week two home runs four ribs three runs a 464 Woba that was the highest Woba of starters of the week but he only pulled in 35 percent of the vote because somebody else was in the poll this week
0: fan favorite of all fan favorites fan
1: favorite and i think if a lot of um i think if a lot of ladies are voting on our <laughs> on our poll this guy seems to get uh kind of pushed to the top but b craw brandon crawford is our player of the week once again 50 percent of the vote uh 313 average same as dickerson one home run, five ribs, three runs scored, and a 4.55 woba. But so, what, what
0: he really, it, it, like, if you want to look at his week, yeah, it was the defense.
1: Oh, oh, definitely that barehanded grab uh, off the fingertips and making a nice throw against the Cubs. Um, yeah, I, I mean everything he does on the field is top notch. Uh, he will make some plays where you go, oh man, he booted that. It kicked off his leg, and you think, but, but. He was in a good position and got a good jump on the ball. And I wonder if other shortstops would even be near the ball to try to make a play on it. So, so yeah, his defense, uh, base running is always smart. Uh, swings on the ball are great. And the flow, you can't go wrong with the (laughs) flow. Anytime you see that flow, you go, that's a player of the week winner right there.
0: So Andrew Baggerly, I don't know where he got. uh, I mean, he just pulled up UZR uh, statistics, which is the way that people rate uh, defensive uh, players. And so he looked up all the all the shortstops in baseball and Brandon Crawford's UZR rating is twice as high as the next player who's below him. And that player is Nick Ahmed uh, in Arizona, Kevin Newman at Pittsburgh. And so, you know, at, at his age, he is performing better than all the shortstops in baseball by quite a margin. So that says a lot. And, you know, what I wonder is, because he's always been a tremendous defensive player. He hasn't always been a tremendous offensive player. He's been pretty streaky. He's had some good good seasons where he was fairly consistent. But I wonder if the fact that he's hitting as well as he is, uh, it, it enhances how he's feeling about his game. And, and because, like, you know, last year, I think we watched him and we're like, you know, Brandon Crawford's still a, a really good defensive player, but he's not, this is not 2014 Brandon Crawford, which is ridiculous, right? Like 2014, Brandon Crawford was a ridiculous defensive player. But man, you know, he's turned back the clock this year with some of the plays that he's making, diving. You know, making plays that I'm just like, oh, that's a base hit. Nope. Out of nowhere, this dude is gloving balls. He's just been so great.
1: Well, he had a dive up the middle. I want to say, what was that? I don't think think it was was yesterday. Yeah, I think it was Friday night. Just a dive up the middle. uh, Got up, spun, made the throw, got the out. And you're just sitting there going, man, we're spoiled. I mean, when you see stuff like that, you just feel so spoiled. You go, God, this guy can hit yeah. now. I mean, he's he's back to uh, his hitting prime. I would even say better than his hitting prime. I mean, I've got to look at the numbers. So this has
0: got to be his best hitting season ever. I I, I mean, it has to I be. mean, he's making the all-star game. He's got to be making the all-star yeah, game.
1: exactly. And and if he doesn't make the all-star game, we've got a problem. Spe- speaking of, on the Giants website just popped up real quick, the all-star ballot. If you get a chance, Giants fans, go out there. Get your votes in because I've seen on Twitter, I, I, you know, again, I've, I've said this, I don't know how many times we all have our faults. I'm a Rams fan. That's just <laughs> I'm a Los Angeles Rams fan. We We all have our issues. Right. So being a Rams fan on my personal Twitter, I follow a lot of other Rams fans. Well, there are quite a few of them that are also Angels fans. So they went on there. And, decide, and they hate the Dodgers because that's – most people do. But Angels fans also hate the Dodgers. That's kind of their crosstown rival. Um, so I saw a lot of them went on there and voted for all Angels wow. in the American League and all Padres in the National League because they think that will get to the Dodger fans more than if they voted for Giants players. Huh. So anyways um, – so get out there, vote, get get rid of the, you know, null and void out the Padres uh, players' votes on there and, and get
0: rid of that nonsense. At the very least, it's Gossman, Posey, and Crawford. At the very least, those guys got to make this game. I would
1: think so. And Longoria was on his way, I think, to getting a nod to being on the team. Um yeah, I mean uh, that 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 could be it right there. I because we don't have a close. I mean, Tyler Rogers' numbers are outstanding. Oh yeah, too. And I mean, just, he, he
0: he he could make it. He doesn't have that. You know, sometimes when you get called the closer and you have the gaudy saves uh, safe stats, you, you you may be a little bit more uh, on those ballots than than others, but. I mean, new to Colby? Come on. The guy's the guy's like he pitches like every game. Well, and that's the
1: thing, by sheer volume, you gotta figure this guy, you know, Tyler Rogers, can make the all-star team out of sheer volume and having a sub two ERA. I mean, how many times can you go out there and still have a sub two ERA? That that's stellar. I mean, that's great work. Um, it's not like you have a sub two ERA and you've pitched in, you know. A quarter of the team's games and have twelve saves. Okay, that's great. I mean, uh, the uh, Rich Rodriguez, the the closer in um, Pittsburgh, comes to mind. Pittsburgh's bad, but he gets the save opportunities and he's got a lot of saves because of that. Mm-hmm. Tyler Rogers, not so much, but he's pitched probably double the amount of games he
0: has. So. So yeah, so let, let's, I went on. Uh, I went on a
1: tangent. I don't even know. We were still talking about Brandon Crawford. Yeah, I Crawford. <laughs> Crawford
0: just, I mean, the you know the the end thing here is Crawford needs to make the All Star teams. Yeah, team, so. and he's our Player of the Week. So and he's our Player of the Week. Okay, <laughs>
1: that's, so that's where we started. That's where we're ending. Player of the Week, Brandon Crawford.
0: So the Giants currently, like I said, best team in baseball by percentage points over the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and. I was wondering when it comes to starts, and I I didn't go back to the '60s. I didn't go back to you know the the late '50s. I just went back to the mid '80s, which is kind of where you know I'm sure you you probably go back to like maybe '83 is like the '82 or '83 might be the first time where you were like, oh, the Giants, like this is kind of fun. But for me, it was '86. And so I went all the way back to 1986. I wanted to see what are the best 59 game starts in Giants history, because I'm, I was so interested because the Giants team currently 37 and 22, playing at it like a 62% clip. And I wondered like, you know, I was thinking I couldn't remember a better start in Giants uh, history. So I went back 1986. And I found out that this is the second greatest start through the first 59 games in Giant history. And I don't think you're going to predict what the best start was. I don't think you're going to predict the year because I was amazed that this was the year.
1: And you said since 86.
0: 86 is where I went back to.
1: 86. I want to say 2016 because uh, that team was on
0: fire that was that's a good guess too because they are in the top six
1: okay and and 2003 I think would be too obvious mm-hmm. 93 would be too obvious oh man what's a surprise team that started out hot that we got? disappointed by We've been disappointed by so many Giants teams. Well, see, I think you
0: have the right idea. Yeah. But the team didn't actually turn out to be a disappointment. Oh. So the... uh, uh, Wow. Okay. Let me go with...
1: See, now I've got... I've got numbers from June that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So yes. let me let me think here. So we're we're leading
0: up to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we're we're always I mean, worried about the June swoon.
1: I know. And I'm looking
0: at that, and I'm wondering 2012. 2012 just missed the cut. Wow. And and they were like a 95 win team.
1: Yeah, yeah. 94, and 94 and 94
0: Yeah. Man, oh, give me one more try. 2003 won. What did they win? 103 games or something. 103.
1: Yeah. And they weren't it?
0: They weren't it. They are tied for fourth. Okay. No, t- no they're in fourth by themselves.
1: All right. I'm going to take one more shot here. Since 86. I mean, 89. 87. Uh, 89,
0: and 87. We both had the same record. 33 and 26 after. Wow. Game games.
1: Okay. Gosh. Uh, I am stumped here. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say 2,000.
0: 2000 was actually 28 and 31. Yikes. <laughs> so they rebounded in the second half. That's right. They were the big second half team. Let me try again. 97. <laughs> 97 33 and 26 as well. Okay. All right, we'll I'm, we'll I'm count we'll count, ba- we'll count backwards here. So okay. uh the top 6. And the only reason I picked 6 is cuz there, there's some ties here. So 1998 they were 35 and 24 after 59 games. Mm-hmm. And that is tied with like like you said 2016 which was a great guess 35 and 24. And they only they did they win 90 games that year because man I just remember like the summer sucked for that team, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> And then they had a good series against the eventual uh, World Series winners, the Cubs, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up real quick because I want I want to see all the records as you're throwing these out
0: there. Okay, so, uh, so so we had two teams tied for fifth. The fourth place team is the 2003 Giants. So that's the team that we said 103 wins. They were 36 and 23. Number three. Is uh, or actually tied for second. There's two teams tied for second. So this year's team, 37 and 22, and the 1993 Giants, the Barry Bonds first year Giants at 37 and 22, which means the best 59 game sprint since 1986 goes to the World Series winning 2014 giants they were 38 and 21 after 59 games so they also faltered at some point because i i don't remember how many games that they won but it wasn't like nine i think it was like 88 or something like that so they were nine they were 11 no let's see they were 17 games over 500 after 59 games and i think they probably played like 500 baseball for the rest of the way
1: Well, that leads us right into the next segment. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I can tell you exactly what happened to the 2014 (laughs) team. Speaking of, uh, everybody talks about the June swoon, Mm -hmm. right? And is it a real thing? And I think you and I learned about the June swoon in 86, I I believe it was um because in 86 let me look it up that that's one I didn't throw on here I just grabbed a few kind of more recent teams like mm-hmm. over the last 11 years mm-hmm. to kind of just throw out there the the whole June swoon thing and is it real is it our imagination has it really happened because if there's anything that baseball is it is superstitious. <laughs> if you want to stick a tag on something, and people want to believe it in baseball, they will one hundred percent. And the, uh,
0: I, guess, I guess the idea behind the June swoon is that if you know everybody's in first place on on game one, right? Like right. no matter what happens in spring training, no matter what the outlook is, the beginning of the season is exciting for everybody and right around this time after 50 60 games you kind of have a good idea of of who you are and the summer months come in some places it is much hotter than others baseball is an everyday sport it's it's a it's sort of a belaboring sport and so the idea is like june comes and it's like all right, like is June because of the heat, because of the malaise, because of the, you know, now we're sort of a third of the, more than a third of the way in, you know, who, who can actually can sustain being a, a good baseball team? And a lot of times what you'll see is in the summer, some of these teams who maybe aren't as good and start out hot, at least the theory is, is that they drop a little bit and, and, and they don't play as well during these summer months.
1: Yeah, and because uh, you're you're now in the third month of the season, and like you said, I, it's getting warm. And so it's a bit of a swoon. Guys aren't used to the heat. I mean, you see how many stories were on the news this morning about the heat wave on the East Coast this weekend. People weren't ready for it. They mm-hmm. said it felt like July. Um, they've got national emergencies in Boston because of the heat. So, yeah, I mean, it for the most part, the June swoon in terms of temperatures is absolutely real. How does it affect a baseball team? I haven't done the scientific study on it yet. Uh, I don't think I will, but I can pull numbers. That's what <laughs> I can do. So let, let's kind of roll back here a little bit. June swoon. Is it real? 2010. I'm, I'm kind of pulling. So I'm pulling 2010 12, 14, I went ahead and grabbed 16, 2019, because that's the most recent full uh, season team that we have to what this team is. We didn't pull 2020. And you know why? There was no June. They didn't start the season until July. So I didn't even bother with that. So going back to 2010, the uh, World Series champions, 92 and 70 was their overall record, a 568 winning percentage. They were 13 and 14 in June, 481. Mm. So they, were, uh, they had a winning percentage less than their overall final winning percentage. Um, 2012, 17 and 11, they had a winning percentage higher than their overall winning percentage mm. in June. 2014, here's where it hit. This is of all the teams that I pulled. This is the lowest winning percentage in June of all the teams that I pulled. Ten and sixteen, they had a three eighty five win percentage. They finished five forty three on the year. July, they didn't even bounce back. They were twelve and fourteen with a four sixty two
0: winning percentage. And and I bet you Giants Twitter blamed it on Brandon Belt. Oh,
1: absolutely. I We can go back to, and I'm sure we can look back on Twitter and pull that <laughs> just look at just look up giraffe, you know, I hate giraffe, yeah, or, exactly, or whatever, and you'll find it, yeah, you know, those Twitter folks <laughs> um, two thousand sixteen before now remember two thousand and sixteen after the all- star break. The team took a dump. Yeah. Uh barely made the playoffs, had that one game playoff against the Mets where Bumgarner was Bumgarner. Then they went on to play the Cubs and gave him a nice spirited uh series. But in in June We only had a closer. We only had a closer. And next year we paid for a closer. <laughs> and now he's closing in San Diego. Yes. Uh what, how do you think Tyler the-
0: Rogers when we needed him back. Oh then. God,
1: yeah. No, that would have been fantastic. Uh, 2016, how do you think they did? their their winning percentage was 537 on the season. Was their June higher or lower?
0: Okay, so we just said that they they were 35 and 24 after the first 59 games yeah so if it wasn't June it would have had to be July but I can't imagine that if they if they only won you know 50 games the rest of the way, I can't imagine that June could have been good for them. June was
1: 17 and 10.
0: Dang. So July and August, they they just died.
1: Well, July, which is funny for them, they were only 11 and 13. So it really didn't kick in until August. And then September, they had a little bit of a rebound, but they had such a hot start. They only won 87 games that yeah. year. So they had it. They they had that hot start, which really, really helped them. Um, But yeah, July wasn't horrible. But it was after that All Star break. Um, Let me here. Let me pull up. It's not going to let me get there fast, is it? Internet. (laughs) 2016. Here we go. Let's look at the schedule and results. So June, they were 17 and 10 and they scored 145 runs. July, they were 11 and 13 and scored 90 runs. Oh geez. So they scored 50 runs less in the month of July. Well, granted, you've got the all-Star break. So yes. you lose what four games right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. nah, still, that doesn't make up for that gigantic 50-run gap. Um, August, they were 11 and 16. Uh, September thirteen and fifteen, they started scoring runs again. Though in August, one hundred and twenty runs. September one hundred and twelve. Then they went two and zero in October. They had a you know a fantastic October, two and zero, undefeated, two and zero. So um, so yeah. So there's that team, two thousand sixteen. That is the the highest winning percentage in June of all the teams that I pulled. Wow. Because yeah, I mean July and August were just absolute. Torture for us fans, if you remember that. Um, 2019, that's the closest team to this team right here. Uh, they were 14 and 13 in June. So 519 winning percentage. Uh, overall winning percentage on that year, 475. So they performed above where they were. And what also helped them is every other month you don't want to look at, but July, they were 19 and 6. Wow, with a 760 winning percentage in July. Um which really helped kind of push them up to close to that 500 mark. And then this year, 2021, they are 3 and 2 so far with a 600 winning percentage. That is below their overall winning <laughs> percentage right now of 627. Will they sustain that? I you know, probably not, but uh good starts as you see with these two little segments here good starts and persevering the june swoon can really help you down the line
0: yeah you know they're currently 15 games over 500 and if they went you know 50 and or 50 if if they if they went even throughout the rest of the way and they ended up 15 games over 500 what does that come out to like 88 wins or something so um, that like they could go they could play even and still be okay it's just let's just not die like let's just not right. like just fall off completely and I, I don't think that they will I think they'll play competitively I think they'll Battle because they're kind of the battling team, and look, the plus, like I said, the plus seventy run differential is no joke. They can actually score runs. They hit home runs, so unless the bats just go cold, I think they're going to be in in pretty decent uh, decent place. But you know, we'll we'll have to we'll have to look back uh, at our first podcast in July and see if uh, if the June swoon was real for them or not.
1: Well, and and then coming up the All Star break too. Remember we did some predictions a couple of weeks back, about a month ago. Uh, we talked about, you know, is Posey going to have X amount of home runs? And then you and I both put into that. I think one of them was, are we going to be 14 games over 500? Uh, so we'll kind of see where that's at once that break hits, too.
0: All right. So let's uh, we, I think we got one more segment here. And you took a look at. Uh, I think it's Melissa Lockhart from the Athletic. She posted her uh, regular column about all the minor, the four minor league teams, and and kind of the top prospects and how they're doing. And uh, what did you find? Who stands out for that uh, for our prospects?
1: Yeah, so she wrote a fantastic article. You and I both subscribe to The Athletic, really enjoy it. I don't, God, I wish I had more time to read.
0: that. <laughs> I know. That's why I text you. I, I just text you the yeah. best ones. I think, okay, if you can only read one, here's the one to read.
1: And I see them all the time, too. So I see the ones that you send me. I see the other ones that pop up on Twitter. I go, oh, that's a great article. And then it's like, but I got a bold laundry. And <laughs> <laughs> by the time I get around to it, I'm reading it. And I'm laying in bed and I get about halfway through the article and the eyes are closed and I'm like, man, I tried. I really tried. But uh, yeah, so she wrote a fantastic article. So I just want to throw a couple names out there um, with Scott Casimir being a DFA. You know, will he sign back with the Giants? Uh to to another minor league deal, uh, you know he's out of options, so they didn't have any other choice but to DFA him, and then at that point say, okay, once he passes through waivers, or if he doesn't, I don't know, somebody might pick him up. At that point, do you say, you know, does, does he want to stick with the organization? Does he want to move on? Does he want to do something else? Mm-hmm. Um, he's only pitching about seven innings, I think total, so there's not much to showcase there yet. Um, but but anyways, so I wanted to kind of look at some of the. Minor league starting pitchers in AAA that might be able to kind of slide into that spot. I know everybody's clamoring for Tyler Beatty me as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming off of Tommy John, uh, missed all of last year as, as every minor leaguer did, but didn't even really get a chance to do much because of that. Um, there was a great article on him and I can't remember where it was, but it really kind of went into depth. I think it might have been the athletic went into depth of everything he did in the offseason, um, worked on a couple different pitches and is supposed to be coming back much stronger. The numbers aren't quite there yet. Uh, he's having a little bit of an issue. And when you look at uh, what he's done so far, so he has started seven games. So he is still building up, started seven games, only pitched in 17 innings. So it's really not that much of a, of a, a sample to pull from. But in those 17 innings, he's walked 17. He has struck out 21. This is in AAA with the Sacramento River Cats. Uh, in those 17 innings, he's given up three home runs uh, and and 14 earned runs. So he has an ERA of 7.27 right now. Uh, but but either way, he he could still continue to strengthen up, strengthen up, strengthen up, and fit into the Giants' rotation if we don't see Webb back anytime soon. Um, Sam Long is another name. A lot of people really loved Sam Long in uh, in spring training. Uh, he was just kind of a lights-out reliever, but he has also started a couple of games Um in AAA for the Giants, he has started uh, actually just one game for them. He's he he was in Double A and they just brought him up recently, but he hasn't gone over four innings in any of the starts. He did start some 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 games in Double A as well, but in AAA he's pitched in seven and two thirds. He's given them one hit and struck out fifteen. So, he's overmatching AAA pitchers right now. So, if they can kind of stretch him out, he's another guy that could possibly fill in um, on the bullpen day uh, before Webb gets back. You've got Anthony Banda. Uh, He's got five starts, 25 and two-thirds innings, but he has a 6.66 ERA, so it's pretty rough. And then the other one I was talking about is Connor Menez. They just brought him up not too long ago, and he does have uh, three starts down in, um, in AAA and also hasn't gone over like two and a third innings. But um, but, you know, kind of when you look at the hitting side of things in AAA, uh, Bryce Johnson, kind of a bright spot for the Giants so far. Uh, he has one hundred and twelve at bats. He's their leadoff hitter, plays center field, um, you know, as if we don't have a log jam in the outfield <laughs> right now. Right. You know, like you need another guy, but he is he's is kind of tearing it up. He's cooled off a little bit, but he had a first uh, first month of the season. that was pretty outstanding. Uh, he's hitting three twenty one. With uh, three home runs, 16 ribs, uh, nine stolen bases. Hasn't been caught yet. That's one thing the Giants lack a little bit. Uh, a true base stealer. That guy who you get on base and you go, okay, here we go. Uh, we can possibly uh, get get an extra base out of this. But but again, really, how many teams do you look at across the league who have a true, true base stealer? I don't know if that type of player exists anymore.
0: Yeah. There's there's no Billy. Unless Billy Hamilton is playing for a team. And I don't know. I I don't think there's any Billy Hamilton's out there.
1: Yeah. And I I think he is. I think he's in Detroit and he hit a home run the other day. Oh, wow. And that's how I remember. That's how I know. Uh, There's a there's a Twitter follow out there. It's called um, I think it's called home run tracker. And anytime somebody hits a home run they tweet it like oh, immediately. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, oh, wow. Cool. Somebody hit a home run. Uh, some of them are funny because you're like, wow, Billy Hamilton, home run. And it says Billy Hamilton, parentheses, <laughs> his First home run of the season. And that's <laughs> probably going to be his only home
0: run in yeah. the season. Yeah, so. I can imagine.
1: Don't run out in fantasy and grab him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Tyra Estrada, who the Giants just brought up, has been tearing it up. He hit 381 down in Triple A.
0: You know what's uh, what's funny is you see Triple A and you go, "Oh, 381. He must be like the top hitter in the league." Nope, he's third. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and 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 we're talking a hundred at bats yeah. so far for Triple A too. They started a little bit late because of the pandemic, uh, and they're also playing. Um, Six game series. Yeah. So you're seeing the same team, and a lot of times you're seeing the same starting pitcher in the span of that uh, twice. Uh, two of them, actually, you could, yeah. depending on how AAA lines them up, but you could see two starting pitchers twice in a six game series. So it's pretty crazy the way it's working right now. Uh, Joey Bart's hitting 310, uh, three home runs, 14 RBIs. A lot of people were pretty upset that Trump came up instead of Joey Bart. But You need that experience right now. Uh, Joey Bart, uh, 58 at-bats. He did have that groin injury, uh, missed about 10 games. In 58 at-bats, I'm going to let you guess. You might have seen it. How many times has he walked in 58 at-bats? I think it was like four, right? Four. Four times. um, Of course, the Giants, when they bring guys up, they want them to be more selective at the plate. So Estrada came up 105 at bats. He's only walked 9 times, but he's only struck out 20 times in mm-hmm. 105 at bats. So putting the wood on the ball, that's the important thing that this Giants organization is really looking for. Yeah, if for someone stri- like
0: Bart, you you want him to force himself onto the team. Yes. And and he's playing okay, he's hitting okay, but he's not you know he's not like oh we can't keep this guy off the roster like that's what you're looking for i don't know if you saw patrick bailey patrick bailey is in quite a dry spell with his bat he's hitting like under 200 i think right now
1: he is and but but defensively he's a fantastic catcher i think he had one game where he threw four guys out jeez um but but again we're talking double a and in in a lot of times in triple A and double it's and single A, any of the minors, it's really hard to kind of figure out. Um, yes, Patrick Bailey threw out four guys, but were they just trying to test his arm or were they also trying to get their guys moving to see what they have, what kind of jumps they get? Uh, you know, a lot of different things could happen. So, so the minors isn't always the best indication for that. Um but, you know, and, and then Vossler, who's come up, Chadwick Trump has come up, Lamont Wade has come up, um, Drew Drew Robinson, really good feel-good story, two home runs on the year, but he's only hitting 145. Um, but still, he's getting a lot of chances, which is awesome. Love to see that. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would love to see him get the ceremonial call-up to the bigs and and get in at bat in the major leagues at some point. Um, I, I think that would be pretty awesome not to say he's not gonna earn it at some mm-hmm. point uh, but hitting 145 is, is kind of tough 40 strikeouts and 62 at bats that that's Oof. pretty rough. I mean, that
0: that's a pretty that's, big sp- that, that's like almost impossible to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is. And and you know, but he has walked ten times. I mean, so he is getting on base. Uh, you know, his on base percentage is two sixty, but you know, not horrible for his one forty five average. Uh still I would love to see him get up and get that that uh ceremonial call up. And I, I know he would probably tell me, Well, I I, I don't want it to be ceremonial. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be because I'm supposed to be, right, there, right. which I totally understand. But as a, from a fan standpoint, we like to feel good stories, um, you know. So, so that's kind of Braden Bishop. Uh, Giants just picked him up off of uh, waivers from uh, Seattle. Yeah. That is uh, Hunter Bishop's brother. He's hitting four fifty five. Well,
0: they, they they signed him, and then they DFA'd oh, him, right? <laughs> and then and then Hunter Bishop tweeted out like. What the hell's going on? <laughs> he doesn't know Farhan Saidi, yeah, I guess exactly. he's never never heard of him before. exactly, but then, yeah, but then he cleared waivers and he's back, so uh he's he's playing some ball, he's playing uh he's hitting the baseball, and that's what you gotta do in that spot. you <laughs> yeah. get you get cut two times, and you're like, no, you guys made a mistake. How do I show you? Well, how about you hit the baseball hard and he's that's what he's doing,
1: yeah, exactly. And then looking at double A, you've got uh, Elliot Ramos off to a really hot start, has cooled down big time. He's hitting 287. Uh, you know, he's he's in the 35% strikeout rate. Uh, he struck out 36 times and 108 at bat. So that's around 35-ish. Well, no, I'm, I think I'm being a little unkind there. It's closer to 30.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of like, I wonder what the major league average is. Uh,
1: you know, I honestly think it's about 30%. Yeah. Um, you, you know, one one out of every four times or so that you go up there, you're going to strike out. That That's kind of where that percentage is right now, Um, 13 walks. His on-base percentage is 369. I think they want to see that come up because his OPS is 804 right now. Uh, But it did start out on
0: fire. Um, Somebody in the organization compared him to Willie Mays. (laughs) Yeah. That's a
1: tough one. (laughs) That's a tough one. I mean, not often do you see players compared to Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, uh, Walter Johnson, Nolan Ryan. It's not often you, you see. some. A lot of times you say, hey, Elio Ramos reminds me of uh, Ruben Sierra or, or, you know, or somebody else. <laughs> somebody who is, who's
0: who's who's played in 30 years.
1: Exactly. and And has been a very good player, but not a. Top five all-time baseball player.
0: Yeah, let's not put too much baseball. pressure on this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's playing double A baseball right now.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's cool it down just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so. So. Anyways, I mean, th- those are just some of the ones that I was kind of poking around at. Matt Frisbee got his call up uh, to Triple A in uh, Richmond and Double A. He had pitched in 29 innings, struck out 32, only given up 11 hits in 29 innings and, and four earned runs. Uh, and and, and in 29, 29 innings, he walked one batter. Wow. So his control was awfully pinpoint. His uh, whip was .41. But he got called up to AAA, um, got roughed up just a little bit in his first start here in Reno. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, he pitched in five innings, gave up seven hits, five runs. Only three of them were earned. Struck out six, though, and only walked one. So he, he's another guy you could actually see up in the bigs pretty soon. And and again, the Giants need that fifth starter right now. Um, and it's getting kind of thin, especially if Webb is not back anytime soon.
0: All right. So uh, we will end it here. The Giants play two last place teams this week. They go into Texas and they play the Rangers for a two-game series tomorrow night, or depending when you uh, listen to this, might be tonight. And then Wednesday, very early start. So if you're working from home, don't forget to throw that game on at 11 a.m. And then they go to Washington and play the Nationals for four. And that Sunday game... 10 a.m. Wow. Hmm. Right. Breakfast with the Giants.
1: That's right. I kind of like those games because then they're uh, on a Sunday, they're over at one o'clock, and then you can tune in and watch the Dodgers lose and Padres (laughs) lose. So that's always kind of nice.
0: All right. So, so yeah. So, uh, Giants, I mean, you know, you said they're a good home team. They're also a very good road team. And the other thing that they do is they clean up on these teams that are under 500. So, not to say that they're going to go 6 and 0. I don't think they're going to go 6 and 0, but they should do very well this weekend. 5 and 1. Let's do it. I'm I'm I, here for five that. One. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, we will be back next week with another show. Uh, you know, let's let's ride this wave of good baseball. Let's just keep pushing it. Let's just keep making it happen. Let's have a lot of a lot more 4 and 2, 5 and 1 weeks. Let's stay away from the 1 and 5 weeks. And also, you know, just one last time for for Dwayne Kuyper. all the positive energy to to Kipe and uh, we wish Kype very well on his uh, his chemotherapy and his recovery from whatever it is that that he's he's dealing with so absolutely all right so for Brad I'm double G we'll see you when we see you peace out peace